You're listening to the Life Coaching Secrets Podcast, episode number 12. Did you know that life coaches are needed now more than ever? I'm Frank Macri, founder of Thriving Coach Academy. I've trained over a thousand coaches and helped them launch their own successful coaching businesses. If you wanna make an incredible income and impact as a coach, and have a lot of fun doing it, I'll show you exactly how to get it done. This is Life Coaching Secrets. What's up, coaches? I'm so excited for this episode because I am going to be sharing part two of the biggest marketing myths that most new and aspiring coaches have about what it really takes to become successful in this industry. So if you haven't already listened to part one, I invite you to go listen to part one first where I lay out the first five myths because in this episode, I'm gonna share five other myths that I commonly hear and also what I hear holds many coaches back and I'm gonna share the truth. Now, before I get into that, I wanna celebrate a couple of things with you all. Firstly, thank you all for listening to our podcast. We were just approved for distribution on Apple Podcasts. So if you are an Apple user, if you have any Apple products, be sure to find the Life Coaching Secrets podcast in the listings. Subscribe to our podcast so you hear about all of our episodes when they're uploaded weekly. And if you've gotten any value from listening to our episodes, we would sincerely appreciate a five-star review. And thank you so much in advance. We have so many more episodes on the way that I cannot wait to share with you. Another thing I want to celebrate is here in Thriving Coach Academy, we just completed an advanced coaching module. So throughout our curriculum, our students start out learning coaching fundamentals. And then about a couple months into the program, they go through a weekend called advanced coaching where everything goes to the next level. And this is usually a turning point weekend for our coaches where they go from just being students to the coaching process to really showing up, believing that they are a coach. And it was a really fun weekend. Our coaches rocked it. They are on fire. One of our coaches started the weekend not really feeling like she was quite ready to start taking on clients. She wasn't sure if she was confident enough. And just by what she learned in that weekend, she left module two with a wait list of potential clients. She left the weekend with a wait list (laughs) of people that were wanting to learn about her services and potentially work with her. So it is amazing what is possible when you jump all in into this coaching industry because it's just on fire right now and our coaches in TCA are rocking it. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're not yet in our community, you're thinking about becoming a coach, what are you waiting for? <laughs> Let's talk to you. Let's figure out a plan for your success. So go to thrivingcoachacademy.com, book yourself an admissions call with our team, and we will under- help you figure out what is your success going to look like as a coach, and we'll see if we can support you. All right. So let us dive in to the next biggest marketing myth that most coaches have, and that is the myth that you need to first register a business before you can get started enrolling clients and working with them. 
So this is absolutely not true. Some people think that you need to register a business name or you have to get a domain pick, picked out or you have to, quote, set up shop before you can start really starting to uh, put yourself out there as a coach. This is not true at all. You do not need to set up shop, okay? You don't need to do any of that. You don't need to do that because you don't yet have a skill or a product to sell. So if you are thinking you need to register a business first and set up shop and get a domain, it's kind of like buying a storefront with nothing to sell inside of it. So it's just paying rent for an empty shop. So what you must do first is become a great coach, not just a good coach. You must become a great coach by learning and mastering the art of coaching. That is the first thing you need to do. The second thing you need to do is to then learn how to find clients, how to actually get people to, to engage with you. Now, here's the thing. You can get paid right now without anything set up. A client can send you a check in the mail. They could submit a payment to you online or through an app. And that money can go directly into your personal checking account. It's really that simple. And in most states, in most states in the U.S., you would then just file your taxes as what is called a sole proprietor. So the definition of a sole proprietor, in case this is a brand new term for you, and this is the definition from the United States Small Business Administration, a sole proprietorship is an unincorporated business owned and run by one individual. So this is the simplest and also the most common way that many coaches start their businesses. So right now, you can consider yourself a sole proprietor. Isn't that cool? You don't have to take any formal action. You don't have to file any paperwork to form a sole proprietorship. You are considered one just by receiving income for a service you provide as long as you are the only one running your business. As long as you are the only owner, this status is automatically given to you whenever you're doing any kind of business activities. In fact, you may already be a sole proprietor and operating as one without even realizing it. So if you're currently doing or if you have done any freelance work, like freelance writing, for example, then you would be a sole proprietor. If you've done freelance photography or whatever it might be, if you've just provided a service for someone and received money for that, that is considered sole proprietorship. So that is what we recommend for our coaches when they get started to just work as a sole proprietor. That's what you consider yourself. You don't have to register any business or do any of that other stuff until you actually start to have a good flow of money coming in. So when you start to have a steadier flow of clients coming in, then you can decide to actually register your business and get a license. And all of that is not complicated, but you don't need it before you start making money. And every state, every country is going to have a bit of different rules. So just make sure that you look up whatever the process is given wherever you're from. So again, the first thing you must learn is how to become a great coach. That's the one thing you want to put your attention on first. So you actually have something of value that you can offer people. Then when you start getting paying clients, you can set up all the other parts of your business as you go. And one of the things we give our students in Thriving Coach Academy is a whole checklist of the 10 things to do when you actually start having clients come in paying you. So that way you can set up shop and have all of the things figured out. We make it so simple. All right. So that is the first myth, that you need to register your business first. You absolutely do not. The second myth I want to cover is the myth that you have to have your life together 
before you can start marketing yourself. This is a big one. A lot of people believe that they need to first get their life together before they can really become a coach or do well as a coach. Oftentimes, I'll hear people say, I have so many of my own issues going on, and if I can't figure it out, if I can't figure out how to take care of my own mess, how on earth could I possibly coach someone else on how to how to clean up theirs? This is such a misconception, and it keeps many amazing and gifted people from becoming coaches. Because the truth is, you will never have it fully together because there's always going to be parts of you that sees opportunities where you can grow and you can learn. So if you're waiting to feel ready, you're going to be waiting forever. That's why I tell our coaches, the key is to start before you feel ready. If you wait until you feel ready to do anything meaningful, you will end up waiting the rest of your life. Now, I've been doing this for a long time now, and I've noticed that the coaches who are the most successful always start before they feel ready. So I want you to rest assured knowing that you are allowed to be a work in progress and still have clients pay you to coach them. Now, there's no such thing as the perfect life. I have my own struggles that I hire coaches to help me work through. That's why coaches have coaches. I am coached weekly on any kind of challenge that I have in my professional life or my personal life. Coaches can absolutely have coaches. I think there's there's this idea, like when you become a coach, it means that you have your life figured out and you shouldn't have any more drama or problems or um, just unexpected circumstances happen. Of course, those things are going to happen. Of course, you're going to get stressed and triggered. And that's why in Thriving Coach Academy, one of the things that we provide for our our coaches is the opportunity to receive generous amounts of coaching from the instructors in our program and also other coaches in our program. So you're constantly learning how to uplevel your life, how to resolve challenges you're going through, and really be a product of the product and see how coaching can shift so many things in your own life. So it is a good thing if you have challenges in your life. It means you are a human and it means that you can get coached on those things and you can extract lessons from those experiences, which will only make you a better coach. So one thing to consider right now is what is the biggest personal problem in your life right now? Maybe it's a relationship challenge or a career challenge, a money challenge, a health challenge, or even just a more spiritual challenge of just not feeling like you quite have connected to yourself or your purpose or something greater, right? We all have some challenges in our life. The the problems never go away. So whatever your personal challenge is right now, the biggest one you're going through, and maybe you have many and that's okay too, whatever the part of your life is you feel like you don't have together, it's important to start seeing all the problems in your life as things that can be figured out, everything being figure outable. So some thoughts that you may want to start trying on as you continue navigating life, as you continue to have more challenges that will come up inevitably, is to start thinking, this challenge, it's solvable. I got this. I'm ready to blow my own mind. I can be an example of what's possible. I'm going to learn from this no matter what. Now, when you start having these thoughts about the challenges of your life, you start to embrace them more rather than judge yourself for having them or resisting them and thinking it means you have to stop before you can move forward and take the plunge into coaching. Now, I still have problems in my own life, and whenever a problem does arise, I know right away that I will be able to work through that problem and take amazing lessons from that that will make me an even stronger coach. So no matter what, 
shit's gonna happen in life. <laughs> so just consider that if you don't have everything together, that is an asset. That is an asset for you as a coach because it also makes you so much more relatable to your clients. No clients are going to want to hire the perfect coach or a coach that makes themselves look perfect. They want a real person with real struggles. So you having your own challenges, it creates a space for people to trust you, to connect with you, and to relate to you on an authentic level. And this all makes for a very valuable coaching experience. One of my clients, Marjorie, she when she was hiring me, she said, you know, Frank, I've worked with many coaches before. And one of the things that I didn't like about working with those coaches is I felt that they kind of tried to make it seem like their life was perfect and it was hard for me to relate to them. And I felt that I couldn't really be myself around those coaches. And she told me that what she appreciated about me is that I was very open about my own challenges. I didn't try to hide them. I was transparent about that I had my own struggles I was going through, and that caused her to relate to me so much and also have so much desire to hire me and work with me. So just know that with that example, there's so many people out there that are going to consider it an asset when they hear that you have your own challenges because it will lean them in to want to work with you. All right, so let's go into the next myth. The next myth is the idea that you have to pay for advertising in order to find clients. So I hear this quite often where new coaches will think that they should have a budget set aside in the very beginning to pay for advertising in order to attract clients. So let me explain. There's two way, there's two ways that you can really market yourself. There's paid marketing methods, which are when you pay for something like Facebook ads or YouTube ads, you pay to acquire a client. Then there's something called organic marketing. And organic marketing is when you do not have to pay to acquire a client. So an example of organic marketing could be if you're sitting next to someone on an airplane or a bus or a train and you strike up a conversation and they end up wanting to hire you. That is an example of organically marketing yourself. It didn't require any money of you to have that conversation with that person. Another example is if you were to post on social media, such as Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, if you post on your own profile and it and your post is consumed by another person and they reach out to you and they decide to work with you, that is also an example of organic marketing. Or maybe you are a guest on someone else's podcast and someone reaches out to you because they heard about you from that podcast and they decide to pay you. All of this are examples of organic marketing. So what you want to do when you are getting started as a coach, no matter what what kind of network you're starting with or what kind of following you have, you want to get really good at organic marketing. So that means knowing how to engage with potential clients, how to explain your coaching services, knowing what you're going to charge, knowing how you're going to invite those people to work with you, and getting amazing at knowing exactly what to offer them until you make your first $100,000. You want to learn how to organically market yourself as a coach until you hit six figures. And then at that point, you can consider paid advertising. Now, this is the recommend recommendation that I give our coaches in Thriving Coach Academy. Of course, you're welcome to do your own thing. But what I have seen happen so often in this industry is that many coaches in the very beginning, they just throw all this money into advertising, but they don't really know how to explain coaching to other people and how to offer something of value to them. 
and how to bring them in in a way that is smooth and seamless so it ends up just becoming a lot of money that's flushed down the toilet. And we don't want that to happen. We want you to get really good at organic marketing and even when you get good at organic marketing, you may realize that you don't even need paid advertising. So not every successful coach uses paid advertising, okay? Most of my business has been generated from organic marketing. I would say at least 95% of my business thus far has been generated from organic marketing. Okay, so just because you see another coach doing it, it doesn't mean you have to do it. So just be very mindful of having that shiny object syndrome. Do not get sucked into thinking you have to throw money into ads in order to get clients. And it took me a couple of years to really start understanding organic marketing. It took me a while just to really figure it out, see what works, see what doesn't work. So all of our students in Thriving Coach Academy, they get access right away to our entire business development resources in their student portal, which lays out for them exactly how to organically market themselves from scratch. And one of the cool things about our business development resources is it's all been updated and upgraded in late 2020. So everything that we are now teaching, we know is proven to work, even given the changing world that we are in with the changes of, that the pandemic has created for the coaching industry. So it's one it's it's one of those things that I think makes our program so unique is we really teach you how to take your passion for coaching and translate that into a business. And we do that by showing our coaches how to organically market yourself so you do not have to spend a dime on advertising. All right, so let's go into our next myth. So the next myth I want to cover is the myth that there are just too many coaches out there already and that the market is oversaturated. So this is not true. (laughs) This is absolutely a myth. Saying that there are too many coaches is like saying there are too many doctors on the planet. There are not nearly enough coaches in our world today. I believe that we need one coach for each person on the planet. When we get there, then maybe I would slightly agree with you, but then I probably still wouldn't, but we are not nearly close to that point regardless. So I think of it this way. As long as there are people who are willing to grow, there are people who will be willing to be coached. So now more than ever, the demand for coaching has increased substantially. And this is really because of the pandemic. The pandemic has caused everyone to hit pause on their life, whether they wanted to or not. And so many people have been wondering, what are my next steps? Where do I go from here? Is the path that that I was on the path I want to stay on? What do I really want from my life? Do I really want things to go back to normal? Or is it really time for change? So relationships and careers are shifting now more than ever for people. And I have never, never in all of the years that I've run my coaching business, I've never had so many people reach out to me asking me to refer coaches to them. I've never had so many people start to say, Frank, I I would love if you can refer a coach to me. I'm looking to figure out this new challenge in my life, and now is the time for me to do it. So it is the best time to become a coach because the demand has gone up so much. Now, sometimes there's also this idea that goes along with this myth that there's so many coaches that are ahead of you. So why would anyone hire you when there's just other people that are just farther along? So the truth is there's really no there's really no competition, okay? 
because no, I believe there's no competition, right? With Thriving Coach Academy, I don't believe there is a single coach training program that even comes close to us. There's no competition because of what we offer. So for every single coach, you don't have competition because no one can replicate your energy. No one can replicate the vibe you give off and also no one can replicate your story. So there is truly space for all to thrive in this industry as long as you show up and share your gifts with the world. There is space for all people of all backgrounds to thrive in this industry as long as you show up and share your gifts with the world. Now, one of my coaches brought up this concern. She said, I don't know if people are going to hire me because there's just other coaches who are just way farther along. They've been, they have better ideas. They've shared more. And she just felt like she was, she was comparing herself very much, compare and despair, compare and despair. And I asked her, well, even though someone like Tony Robbins exists, right? A very successful business coach, even though he exists and has a lot of business support for, for individuals, why did you hire me? And she said, well, I connected to your story. The moment I heard your story, I just knew I wanted to work with you. So your story truly is the one thing that no one could replicate. It is yours and it is yours only, okay? It doesn't matter if there's other coaches out there that maybe you have a certain specialty in coaching you want to work in and you see another person working in that specialty, another health coach, relationship coach, leadership coach, and you see them with all their success and you think, well, where's my slice of the pie, right? There is no slice of the pie. You have your own pie (laughs) that you're going to be sharing with the world, and I like using that pie reference because I will off, I will say that like when I grew up I grew up on Long Island, New York. I grew up in a in an Italian community, and there were pizzerias everywhere. You could not really drive a mile without hitting at least one pizzeria, and it always fascinated me to know that how could there be so many pizzerias that could stay in business even though they sell the exact same product? Right? It's essentially just it's it's bread, it's the crust, it's sauce, it's cheese. Pizza is very simple, but why are there so many pizzerias that can offer the same item and yet flourish and thrive? And I realized that every single pizzeria, even though they sold the same thing, they have a little different atmosphere to them, a little bit of a different uh, thing that made them unique. They had a different story. They had a different type of uh, energy they created when you walked in. Maybe just the, the smell you had a little was a little bit different or their, the particular thing they did to just make their pizza a little bit different. So that is the same thing for coaches. I want you to just remember that pizzeria metaphor, right? There can be so many pizzerias out there that can thrive. They can sell the same thing and yet they could still all be in business, right? So you might have similar ideas to someone else. You might have similar concepts or uh, just thoughts that you want to share. And maybe other people have also shared those thoughts, but it's your own pizzeria. It's your own pie. There's no sharing the pie here. You will be able to create whatever level of success you want because no one can replicate you. No one can replicate your story. Now, another thing I want you to consider if you have this concern that there's just too many coaches out there already, well, I want you to think about a book that you recently bought. It'd be a nonfiction book on a particular topic. Well, I know a lot of people that are drawn to coaching are into self-help. I know for, for me, whenever I go to the library or the bookstore, I just go right to the self-help section. Now, I want you to think about maybe some kind of nonfiction book that you bought recently, whatever topic it might be. Do you ever just really buy one book on a topic? No, right? Because you want to learn more about that topic. So if I want to up-level a relationship, 
I'm not just I'm not just going to buy one relationship book in my lifetime and say, "All right, I guess I'm done. I'm done learning about relationships," right? It's like when you major in a subject in school. You don't just get one book on the subject, you take many classes on it, you get many books on the subject, and it just expands your awareness on that subject. So, most people are not just going to hire one coach without hiring another. Them hiring one coach is the beginning of them hiring many coaches. I have multiple coaches that I work with right now. And I only see myself hiring more coaches every single year of my life, okay? So if you have this concern that the market's just all dried up and people have already hired or paid for that one competitor or that one person that you see as competition, think of it this way. All those other coaches, they're just priming up your future clients. They're just priming them up, getting them ready to work with you, okay? They might be hiring that coach, but when they finish, they're going to get so much value that they're going to look to hire another coach. They're going to look to add on and expand on whatever progress they've made. They're going to want more perspectives. They're going to want more support. Okay? So there is no just hiring one coach and being done with it. All of the people that are working with the coaches right now, all those people, they are going to want to hire more coaches and they are getting primed up to work with you. Now, something I want to tell you about the coaching industry is that there really is a very low barrier to entry. Okay, the, the truth is anyone could call themselves a life coach right now, but the access to quality training is very high. So there is no training that's required. However, if you want to be successful and if you want to stand out, you want to get training that gives you lots of support and also lots of supervised practice. So in Thriving Coach Academy, one of the things we give our students is we have a heavy focus on mentorship and also the application of coaching. So a significant portion of all the training hours is on mentorship, where you get to coach and you get feedback on your coaching. So you know what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong, how you can improve. And that way you have the confidence you're going to need to coach anyone on anything. Now, most of the coaching techniques that have been used in this industry 10 years ago, they've become stale, right? Communication has evolved. Our society has progressed. And even our collective consciousness has shifted. So we want all of our students in the academy to truly have the most sophisticated coaching tools that are going to always keep them ahead of the curve. And I believe that what we share and what we teach in TCA is absolutely the most innovative content that the coaching industry has to offer. So know that there are not too many coaches out there. The market is not oversaturated. The demand is insane for coaches. It's a great time for you to take advantage of that. Okay, so the final myth that I want to cover in this episode is the myth that you have to be very tech savvy in order to be good at marketing yourself as a coach. So I hear this a lot, people saying, I'm just not good at Facebook, or I just don't know how to post things on Instagram. I don't have the right equipment to do that. I don't know, I don't know the technology and the software. So here's the thing. The first step you've got to take if you have those thoughts going through your head is you've got to stop telling yourself that you aren't a tech-savvy person because the moment you start thinking that whenever you do have a tech challenge arise, you're going to think, oh, there it is again. There's just another reason why I'm not tech-savvy. Everyone's going to run into some bumps in the road with technology, but you don't want to create a self-concept that reinforces this idea that there's something wrong with you and there's something lacking in you. Okay, so just start looking for evidence that you are tech savvy and that you are capable of figuring out tech things. That is the first step if you ever want to start to feel confident when it comes to figuring out any kind of technology. So here's the next thing I want you to know. Whatever way you currently connect with people right now online, whatever method or platform you use, 
that is the ideal place for you to start. So if you already use Facebook often, then just let Facebook be the main space that you market yourself online. If you use Instagram, use that. If you use LinkedIn, just use that. Start with the social media that you use naturally. Okay, you want to start there so you can start to build momentum and that's so you can start to feel confident. Now, if you like the idea of being on video, this is when it comes to the type of content that you want to share. If you like the idea of being on video, then you may find that the best path for you is to just record yourself and upload videos, upload them to YouTube. If you like to talk and you like to express your ideas through speaking, a podcast may be a, an amazing platform for you. Now it's easier than ever before to do that. You just record directly into your phone. That's what I'm doing right now. I'm just speaking right into my phone and upload. And I click a button and it gets uploaded. But maybe if you don't even prefer, if you don't prefer right now to be seen or heard so much, then writing may be the best path for you. So you can write and you can share whatever you write as posts on Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn. Now, the all of this does not need to be complicated when people think about social media. It really is simple. If you're gonna post things on Facebook, you're going to type words and you're going to click click post. If you want, you can add a photo in there too. With Instagram, you're going to take a photo, you're going to type some words, and you're going to post that. <laughs> if you're making a podcast, you're going to say some words into your phone and you're going to click post. If you're doing YouTube, you're going to say some words into a camera and you're going to hit upload. <laughs> so our minds make it so much more complicated than it needs to be when it really isn't. So here's the thing. Your content... Your social media content, it doesn't have to be having this fancy sound or lighting or makeup. All those things can come later if you want. But I want you to know you're not creating a Broadway production here. People need help. And they will not care if you have a fancy intro to your YouTube videos or if you have a bunch of hashtags on your Instagram posts. They won't care about that. So the more raw and authentic that your posts look online the more relatable you're going to come across. Are you seeing a theme here? <laughs> keep it authentic. Keep it relatable. Don't make it complicated. So just focus on connecting with people and offering value. Just let that be the name of the game. Now, if you aren't on social media because you don't like it, I invite you to really get curious with yourself. Why don't you like social media? So I have a story of a, a client I, I worked with last year. And he said, I just don't want to market myself on social media. It just feels like a very toxic place. There's so much negativity. And I just don't like seeing all the things that are being posted, all the judgment and the hate that's being shared on social media. So what I, I, what I say to that is it's important to only follow what lifts you up, right? Social media is what you make it. So if you have a negative experience on social media, unfollow, unsubscribe from those people that are weighing you down, <laughs> That's the first thing you got to do. And the second thing is to see if, if you see that there's negativity and not valuable information or discussion on social media, perhaps that's your own invitation to leadership. So if you don't like the usual negativity online, produce content that you would like to consume. Share the inspiring stories that you wish you that would show up in your newsfeed. So set the example for others on what valuable, engaging, inspiring content looks like. You can offer lessons that would have made your day if you were to read them on social media. So be the voice of hope and possibility. It will allow you to stand out. Now, listen, I also get it. You might not like the idea of being on social media 
or you might think it's not really a productive use of your time. But here's the thing. I make it my moral obligation to tell people about coaching because I know what a difference it makes in people's lives. So can you let your passion for helping others be greater than your dislike for being on social media? You get to decide that. So don't let some negative people that you follow or you've seen engage in vicious and negative conversations online, don't let those people give it a bad rap and don't let it prevent you from making a huge difference in people's lives. Focus on the fact that there are people out there that you can help and social media is such a convenient way to access them. One of the amazing gifts about social media is that it gives you the ability to have access to so many people right from your home or right from your smartphone. There's no requirement that you need to meet people in person. So if you're listening and you're an introvert, this is something to celebrate. You do not have to go to a single networking event. You can just market your business online. It is an amazing thing. Now, I get it as well if you want to be private or if you don't really like people knowing your business and you just want to avoid social media because you see yourself as a private person. Here's the thing. You do not need to reveal all of your deepest, darkest secrets online. You don't have to reveal all that. You get to have your own private life and you can be on social media just representing yourself as a coach, representing your coaching business. So, I've noticed that sometimes when people say that they have this desire to keep things private, it's really because they fear, they have a fear of exposure or a fear of judgment. So what I want you to to consider is what if people judged? So what if people judge you? (laughs) They're going to judge you no matter what. So would you rather them judge a version of you that is sharing your gifts or would you rather them judge a version of you that is staying small? You get to decide that. So it's not about how you can avoid people's judgment. Let them judge the version of you that you want them to judge, the version of you that's playing big. And if you have listened to the episode on the four steps to $100,000, remember, step two is people judge you. So remember, it's part of the path to success as a coach. When people started judging me and when when people start to judge me more often online, I know that there are lots of clients that are right around the corner. (laughs) I recently had this happen a few months ago where I had posted something online and I didn't even intend for it to be polarizing, but the response was incredibly polarizing. And there were so many people that had a lot of things to say and a lot of backlash to my post. And as I received lots of judgments, perhaps more judgment than I've ever received online before, I also was, was, was cushioning myself on this thought, knowing that there were going to be so much success right around the corner. And lo and behold, I ended up bringing in over $60,000 in my coaching business. And it was one of my most successful months ever to date. And it was after I had received the most judgment I had ever received. So just know that if people are judging you, it is a good thing. It is a sign you're on the right track. Embrace it and know that when you allow people to judge you and when you are sharing your gifts, you are also going to attract clients. It's just the way it works. All right. So those are the the, the next series of myths that I shared with you in this episode. And together with the first part, they make the top 10 myths that I have heard when it comes to coaches that want to put themselves out there. So if you made it this far, congratulations. Hopefully you're feeling a little bit lighter when it comes to marketing yourself as a coach. And I just want to end by saying, you do not have to market yourself as a coach. I say you get to market yourself as a coach. It is truly the greatest privilege to market yourself as a coach. And it can be fun, it can be simple, 
and it can be inspiring. And if you need some support with that, let us help you in Thriving Coach Academy. We would love to show you how to get it done. There has never been a better time to start a career as a coach. It is already a billion-dollar industry, and it will only keep exploding over the next decade and beyond. All right, that's what I got for this episode. Before you go, here's a quick story from one of our students in the Academy. Enjoy their story, and I'll see you in the next episode. My name is Leah Tagmarino. I have been working in digital marketing, doing search engine optimization. Uh, Thus far in my career, I didn't feel personally fulfilled. I didn't feel like I could totally show up authentically. I didn't feel like I could, um, you know, really help people um, the way that I wanted to. I was really looking for something that uh, would allow me the flexibility and freedom that I want in my life, but also be you know, personally meaningful to me. And so it was actually my therapist who suggested to me life coaching. I had never heard of it. And <laughs> she thought that might be a good fit. And, um, you know, did a, did a lot of research and discovered Thriving Coach Academy. I looked at a lot of programs. I scoured the, the ICF website. And what really drew me to the Academy was the balance between it being self-paced, but also there being a community and there being live classes. Um, a lot of the other programs I found were either either or. It was like, you know, multiple hours of live classes a week, which was a little bit too much for me, um, or totally self-paced, which, you know, I wanted to connect with with other coaches and have sort of a balance. So I felt like the academy was was the perfect balance of that. The academy is full of really passionate people who are really excited to, you know, get the most out of life. And it's really exciting to be in that space. I feel like my decision to enroll in the academy was one of the first times I've really invested in myself that strongly. And so definitely there was some hesitation, some financial hesitation, you know, am I going to, you know, what's the ROI on this? Am I going to get, you know, is this going to be a waste of money? All those kinds of thoughts, you know, what if I don't do anything with this? Um, And you know, ultimately really came to the decision of it was something I wanted to do for myself prior to joining this academy, even just raising my hand to participate on a group call is something I would have never done. So that feels like a big win for me personally. And I have my first client. So a woman I'll be working with. um, And I felt very prepared for that and really excited. I see myself having a successful business where I can um, make the income that I want through coaching um, and work for myself, which is something that I've always wanted to do, uh, be my own boss and do things, you know, authentically for, to myself, the way that I want to do them. Um, and I'm really excited to have that impact on people, even just, you know, I get excited to have conversations with people and to coach. So the idea of waking up and just doing that every day, is very exciting to me. If you're considering the Academy, I would definitely encourage you to enroll. It is paced in a way that is very, um, open to, you know, whatever speed you want to go at and whatever level you want to jump in at. I had never heard of life coaching really, and never had done any coaching prior to joining the Academy. And now I feel great when I, when I end sessions. And so I think it's a great program and definitely, um, awesome for anyone who wants to build the life that they want. Hey, 
Hey, would you like access to powerful coaching tools you can use on yourself and clients right away? For being a listener of the podcast, I'm giving you a VIP guest pass to get a sneak peek into my coach training program. Inside, you'll learn our coach's secret tool they use to transform their clients' lives. And you'll also get a training on how to launch a coaching business. Just head over to www.thrivingcoachacademy.com slash VIP to get started. I'll see you on the inside.